How many of you grew up with the story of Thanksgiving that tells you that the pilgrims provided quite a feast for the native people? When I was a child, my twin sister and I always wanted to be the pilgrim girls because they had cute dresses and hats. We also didn't know our own history, so it seemed to make sense. Recently, I saw something on Facebook that talked about a school somewhere in this country where they were inviting the children to celebrate Thanksgiving by making up their own Indian names and Indian tribes. I thought that was dead. Apparently not. So, um, well, as you, most of you, I hope, know, that on that first Thanksgiving, if you want to call it that, the native chiefs came to meet with the leaders of the English for a meeting, and there were a lot of them, and they knew that the English couldn't feed them, and so the leaders sent out their men to bring back game and vegetables and fruit and whatever was available in November, and they came back with a bounty and fed the English. And so, in fact, there is a Thanksgiving story about people feeding people. It's just not the one you grew up with. As I was looking at Potlatch, I got to thinking that that first Thanksgiving was kind of a potlatch in that the Native people brought their bounty and shared their bounty. And it showed that they were gracious, that they were generous, and that they were wealthy in ways that the English could not imagine. A potlatch is celebrated mostly by the Pacific Northwest tribes. And it is a magnificent party, a planned party. It's a big deal. Each person that is invited to a potlatch receives a gift. It can be a simple gift, a toy for the children, a book for the adults, or as complicated as a beautiful handmade piece of art. Everyone receives the same gift. What I found when I was doing a little research is a piece that says, Indians in ancient Washington state have always been generous people. What stood out for me in that sentence was that it's described in the past tense. I'm guessing they still are generous people. When the other tribes visited the rich coastal tribes in the Puget Sound, they hoped to trade. They would bring pelts of fur and trade for dried seaweed, dried fish and clams and salmon and meat. 
It became the meeting place for nearly all of the tribes in the Pacific Northwest. And they celebrated with these very elaborate potlatches. What I read <clears throat> is that sometimes it was to show off their wealth. What I also saw is that sometimes it was to welcome people into their community and feed them. My mother was Wampanoag, something that I didn't learn until I was 12 years old because it was not acceptable to be an Indian in Weymouth, Massachusetts. I was told to keep this secret as my sister was because if it got out into the small town we grew up in, my grandfather and my uncles would probably lose their jobs because nobody wanted to hire an Indian. Nobody wanted to hire an Indian because, as everybody knew, they were unreliable, they were lazy, they were thieves, and they were drunks. It's hard to keep that kind of secret when you're 12 years old and 13, and 14, and 16, and 18, and 25. <clears throat> what I have seen in the Wampanoag community on Cape Cod, what I have watched and what I have learned is that they too, that tribe in Mashpee, are a generous people. And although we don't call them potlatches, there are so many giveaways. And when I lived in Kansas City, the Indian people there who had come from the Navajo Nation to build buildings in Kansas City and later in Cleveland, Ohio, gathered together for their powwows, and they too were generous people. And what I saw was something called giveaways. It was a way to honor people possibly an honor dance for a veteran. And then the veteran and his family would give away. It seems interesting to me today that when my sister and I were children, my father would say, you know, now he was the Italian, not the Wampanoag. You know, on your birthday, you should be giving your mother and me gifts because without us, you wouldn't be here. We were pretty sure he was joking, and it was like, yeah, yeah, bring on the gifts. <laughs> but I find it interesting today that that was what he said. It makes a lot of sense to me that we honor people with gifts. And in my 30s, going to powwows in Mashpee, and seeing that kind of thing happening. The person who is honored is the person who gives. It always moves me to see the honor that is 
made for different people. I stand silently. We are invited for the men to take their hats off and for no pictures to be taken. And we stand silently as it happens. And I have to say I don't know enough about it because don't forget, it was a secret. But it moves me to my core to see a group of people in a circle honoring someone for something that is meaningful within that community. It is so dignified and so solemn and so darn joyful. So here we are in Cambridge, Massachusetts at First Parish Unitarian Universalist. How does the concept of giveaway or potlatch translate into this community of Unitarian Universalists, mostly white people? What would it look like in this predominantly white community? Would it be interior? Would it be exterior? Who would we honor? When do we honor the people in our community who have knitted it together and held it together over the years? When do we honor the people who teach our children? Our children who are the future, who we look at, or at least I look at, and I think, I can die happy knowing that these children will lift up Unitarian Universalism in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and in other parts of the country and the world. And yet, there are future, and how often do we honor the people who hold them together, who teach them about our faith, who teach them compassion, who teach them love, who teach them how to be anti-oppressive and anti-racist. Do we have examples of potlatch or giveaway? Is it giveaway from us to them whoever them may be? Is it give away from us to each other? Do we have to give away things? Can we give away time and talent just as easily as we give away treasure? I think Potlatch and giveaway is an example of amazing generosity. When we think about people being honored for their birthday, for their anniversary, for their ordination, we always give them gifts. What would it look like if we reversed that? What would it look like if we as a community said, when we honor you, 
we will give gifts with your assistance to the wider world. What would it be like if the next time we ordain someone, we ask them, where would you give gifts? What would your gifts look like? And then, as a community, do a giveaway. I'm not sure that we, Unitarian Universalists who are steeped in our 1800 and 1700 and 1900 relig religion, know how to do that. When we, as Unitarian Universalists, are generous, we are generous in a private way. I think about our pledge campaigns every year. I've been in so many churches and brought people together to teach, if you can teach, how to ask for time, talent, and treasure from each other. But it is such a private thing, not a communal thing, that it's hard to get five or six or 10 or 12 people to call their siblings in faith and say, how are you doing? How can you give to our congregation this year? So I'm not sure that we can do giveaways or potlatches. And I'm not sure that we need to do it that way. But I wonder if we as a community couldn't come together and figure out how to do things in a more communal and less individual way. I've never seen a giveaway or an honor at a powwow where people went off into another room and did it privately. I never saw that when I lived in Cleveland or Kansas City where the native people came from the Southwest. I've never seen that in Mashpee. I would love to see a Unitarian Universalist community come together in joy because of all the gifts that we have, the gifts of people, the gifts of your talent, the gifts of your time. There will come a time later in the year when people will be talking about pledge campaigns and money. I am not doing that today. I am saying that we have an opportunity as a community to be filled with joy, which is a spiritual practice, to be filled with joy because of the time and talent that we have right here in this place. And then we find the people who have brought us to this place, and we honor them, and we sing for them, and we remember them, and we tell stories about them. 
and our children get video cameras and go around to our elders and ask them questions so that we will always know what is there for our taking and sharing. That's what a giveaway or a potlatch looks like to me. <clears throat> you know, I talk a lot about spiritual well-being and spiritual growth. I think that we are here to provide each other with the opportunity to grow spiritually. Joy, community, elders, people who provide their talent and, tr and time to this community should be lifted up in joy. And in that way, we too will find more joy in our hearts and in our souls. And for me, my friends, that is spiritual practice. You're probably sick of me talking about everything being a spiritual practice, but anything can be a spiritual practice, and certainly celebrating joy and celebrating the people in this community can be a spiritual practice. There is a great deal of dignity in the honor dances and honoring and giveaways at the powwows in Mashpee that I have been to. There's a lot of joy, too. I wonder if we can break down our ice cube walls and open up to the joy that we really have in this community already, and in that way, to learn and share and celebrate each other. And so in this season of thanksgiving, give thanks. Give thanks for each other. Give thanks for this community. Give thanks for the learnings that we can get from other people and other communities. That doesn't mean that we appropriate that stuff. It's not ours. It's not even mine. I don't have enough connection for me to claim it. But so much we can learn and translate into how we might be more giving, more sharing, more loving, and more joyful. More joyful. When you come through those doors on a Sunday morning, I want to see some smiles. You may not have had your coffee, but I still want to see you smile. This is your community. These are the people who love you and who you love. Joy is a hard thing for sturdy New Englanders to show. I hear some smiles and laughter. Might it be true? I, could, I wouldn't mind hearing an amen here. Amen. 
<laughs> I thought so. I thought so. So let's practice. Let's study. Let's learn about potlatches. Let's learn about giveaways. And then let's talk about and practice how we, in our own way, can be those joyful people. We're already generous. We're already giving. Let us be joyful. And if you wonder if we're giving, look at the baskets down front. We are a generous giving people. Let me see some joy. Let me see some joy. Joy is the way that the holy speaks to us. And joy is the way that we can see the holy in each other. Be joyful, my friends. Amen. So may it be.